You're listening to a message from Maranatha Church of Jacksonville. For more information, please visit our website, maranathajax.com. Hello, Maranatha Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Kevin. We are in week six of our Acts series in the summer. And this week we are looking at Acts chapter 10 and 11. This past Sunday, Bree Prose spoke on that chapter. So if you have not heard her message, go back and listen to that. And she gave a message about Peter and Cornelius and how Peter had a vision from God and was given this revelation to uh, tell him that this message was not only to the Jews, but also to the Gentile people, which we see that Cornelius was a Gentile person. And so when you look at Acts chapter 10, you see this man named Cornelius who was a soldier, a Roman soldier, who was an oppressor of the nation of Israel, he uh, was saved. He, he found the Lord and he believed, which was unlikely to happen, but he, uh, he, he came to know who God was. And he was visited by an angel and said that, um, hey, the angel noticed him and that he needs to go and send a man to Joppo to find Peter. And so Cornelius was obedient to that. And during that time, Peter was in Joppa and he had a vision from God while he was praying. And in that vision, uh, God basically told him, hey, look, don't call anything unclean that I have called clean. And Peter was kind of struck and you know, unsure of what that meant. And so there's a lot happening here in Acts 10 and 11. And I want to actually go to the book of Romans to start here. And so uh, the connection there with the Roman soldier of Cornelius and Romans, the book of Romans, was written by Paul to the Roman people. And so I thought it was appropriate to go there because of the connection with the Romans who are Gentiles. And if you don't know what a Gentile is, if you look it up, the basic definition of a Gentile is somebody who is not Jewish. So that's pretty easy. So if you're not Jewish, you are Gentile. And so in Romans 1, there's a famous passage of scripture here where Paul says, you know, look, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Okay, the good news, the life of Jesus, the death of the, on his, of the cross, the salvation, the resurrection. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, is what Paul writes, because it is the power of God for salvation, for the saving to everyone who believes. Okay, that sounds great for everyone who believes. And then he says this this phrase here that might be kind of, what does that mean? First to the Jew and also to the Greek. Or, you know, the Greek here can be known as everyone else besides the Jewish people, the Gentile. So first to the Jew. So salvation is coming first to the Jew and then also to the Greek. And we see this here, this also to the Greeks, also to the Gentiles, or now for the Gentiles. We see that happening in Acts 10 and 11, where Peter, a first century Jewish man, had a revelation from God given to him in a vision saying, look, this is not only for the Jewish people. It's first it came through the Jewish people, and now it's spreading out to the rest of the world, to the nations. And this came... Um, in a vision to Peter. And this is not the first time that Peter has had a revelation from God. If you go back in the book of Matthew, you see that Peter was talking to Jesus and Jesus brought all of his disciples to this place named Caesarea Philippi, not to be confused with the place of Caesarea in Acts 10. It's a different place. 
Caesarea in Acts 10 is uh, on the coast over uh, um, on the coast of the, the sea, the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, Caesarea Philippi is more inland, north Galilee, uh, underneath the Mount Harmon. Uh, anyways, all right, little backstory there. I told you there's a lot here and I'm trying to hurry because I don't want to get this thing over 10 minutes. We'll, we'll do some more. But anyways, back to uh, Matthew 16. There's a very famous uh, scripture here uh, where Peter is confronted with Jesus. Jesus asks his disciples, all right, who do people say that I am? And Peter stood up and said, I don't know if he stood up, but it says he answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So Peter had a revelation there. And Jesus responded to Peter, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. I'm going to say something more about that in a minute. Because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. So here in Matthew 16, Peter had a revelation from the father in heaven. And this revelation said, oh, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then in Acts 10, Peter has another revelation, like literally a vision, an unveiling happening. And in that vision, it was the same message, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. But this time it was, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, to everyone, not just to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. So see there that revelation is building upon that most, uh, the, the previous revelation in Matthew 16 that Peter had. This revelation is building, which right there can we can pre- preach about that and how the revelation of God uh, builds upon itself. And so the revelation that Peter had in Acts 10 wasn't a new revelation. This was very biblical <laughs> that this message was going out to the Gentiles. This was so biblical that uh, so much ingrained in scripture that we find it in all the way back into Genesis chapter 12, a very key passage in scripture where it's the very beginning of the Hebrew people, the nation of Israel, through a covenant that God made with a man named Abram. And in that covenant, God told Abram, look, I'm going to make you into a great nation. You're the the father of this nation. This is the very beginning of this Jewish people in Genesis 12. It started there, way back, the very first book of the Bible. In Genesis 12, God's like, you are the father of this nation, this Jewish people. Through you, there's going to be blessings. And through you, it says that all people on earth will be blessed through you. This is what God said to Abram to start this Jewish nation, that it's going to be a blessing to the rest of the people. So you see this fulfillment of scripture happening here in Acts 10 and 11, where a Jewish man, Peter, gets a revelation that this message of the good news, it started with the Jewish people. Yes, Jesus came to the Jews as a Jewish man, a first century Jewish man, Jesus, that was him. He came to the Jews first, and now it's spreading to the Gentile people exactly how it was written in Scripture. And so Acts 10 and 11 is a, I mean, eye-opening, life-changing transformation happening uh, Scripture story here, especially for us, for me. I'm I'm a Gentile, all right? I was not born a Jewish person. I am a Gentile, and the message of Jesus, a Jewish man, is coming to me, the salvation. He is my Messiah now. 
And because of this faithfulness of the Jewish people, Peter and all the rest of these apostles, because of their faithfulness in listening to the message of the good news and realizing it's going out to all the people, I get to benefit from this. And if you want to read Romans 9, 10, and 11, that's also a very important passage of scripture. Um, That's all about how uh, Israel, um, there was a rejection that happens with the Israel people and And yet we as Gentile people can be grafted in. It's this picture of a tree and a root, which goes back to the root of Jesse, which goes back to a a, um, passage in Isaiah, a prophecy in Isaiah. And uh, through this this tree, this nation of Israel, uh, when branches were broken off, when, when Israel broke off, when Israelite people, certain people, broke off, there was a, a grafting in for the Gentile people to be grafted into this uh, promise that this covenant that God has made with the Israel um, people. And so Romans 9, 10, and 11 is a very important passage. And even says in Romans eleven twelve that now if their transgressions brings riches for the world, the Israelite people, their, their sins bring riches to the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fullness bring? So when the Gentile, when the Israel people, um, even today, especially today, when they come to know Jesus as their Messiah, what does that mean for the rest of the world? But blessings for the rest of the world and salvation for the rest of the world. All right, I told you there's a lot here. Now, I want to go back to um, Peter and in this story in Acts, in the story in Matthew, where Jesus says to Peter, look, you're you, you, son of Jonah. He says, Simon, son of Jonah. And I thought about Jonah. And it's funny that in Acts 10, we see that Peter is at Joppa, okay, this, this, this uh, city that was on the bay there. And it was a port city, a very old port city. And it sounds familiar because that's where Jonah was. He was in Joppa when God called him and he fled from that area. And he went to Joppa so that he could flee the call of God because Jonah was called to a Gentile people to go and bring the message of God to the Gentile people, these Gentile nations, and he didn't want to. So he went to Joppa to flee the call. And now we see Peter, son of Jonah, in Joppa, and he gets a call to God, uh, from God to go to the Gentile people, and he's obedient to it. So there's this picture there, just a beautiful picture of redemption happening, that Jonah was, ah, I don't want to do this. You know, I'm going to be um, selfish as a Jewish man and prophet. I'm going to be selfish with it, even though he ended up going and, and doing it, but he didn't want to and didn't like it. Um, but now we see Peter where he is now changed by this and saying, you know what? Something's happening and I'm going to listen, and I'm not going to flee, and I'm going to leave Joppa and go to the Gentile people, Cornelius, and I'm going to do what God's calling me to do and pray for them. And so he does that. And we see this ministry to the Jewish, uh, the Gentile people. We see it also in uh, Jesus is doing this. He, he ministers to the Gentile people. And in Matthew 15, we see right before Matthew 16, we see Jesus uh, coming in contact with a Jew, uh, sorry, a Gentile woman. It says in Matthew 15, 21, when Jesus left there, he withdrew to the area of Tyre and Sidon, which is right near Caesarea on the coast there, north. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came and kept crying out, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely tormented by a demon. Jesus did not say a word to her. 
which is, this is a very odd story. His disciples approached him and urged him, send her away because she's crying out after us. So his disciples, which Peter is one of them, told Jesus to send this Gentile woman away. We're to the Jewish people, not the Gentiles. So we see Peter right there saying to Jesus, send a Gentile away. She's not, we don't want her around. They're nasty people. <laughs> we don't want them. So right there we see Peter used to be that way, but now in Acts 10, we see that he's been transformed and realized oh, this is to the Gentile people as well. And so in this story, um, Jesus says, I was sent to only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman kept begging. And he, Jesus said to her, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus replied to her, woman, your faith is great. Let it be done for you as you want. And from that moment, her daughter was healed. So an odd story there where it seems like, wait, why didn't Jesus just heal this woman right away? Well, she was a Gentile woman and Jesus was sent to the Jews first. And he wanted to go through with this message to the Jews first. And yet this woman realized the story from Genesis 12, <laughs> wait, this blessing is to all people, including myself, Jesus, as a Gentile woman. And Jesus is like, yeah, you know, so Jesus maybe was kind of testing her. I don't see him being like really angry at that moment. He was probably had a smile on her face and seeing what she would do. And he realized, wow, this woman's faith is great. She does believe in this covenant that God's made with the Israel people that is going to the nations, all the nations. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to bless you ahead of time. All right. Before I go through with this message all the way to the Jewish people, I'm going to bless you now. And this woman got, got the message. And so a lot of the New Testament um, deals with this uh, relationship between Jews and Gentiles. And we see that in, in Paul to Galatians, where he's writing to Galatians about this. And then we really see it in uh, the book of Ephesians, where Paul is writing to them about this relationship. What does it mean for Jews and Gentiles to now all be saved together? And and Paul writes in Ephesians that there's going to be this, this one new man together that that um, Gentiles and Jews are coming to know the Lord together. And it's a beautiful picture of, of unity. And so uh, a lot of the New Testament deals with this, but this is a very long podcast this time. I'm sorry, there's so much going on here and I'll probably share another one later on this week. But all this to say is that, wow, okay, <laughs> the re revelation of God, um, he is just so great. And his um, message, his love extends to everyone, to all people. Just as uh, Paul says, it's going out to all people, first to the Jews. And there's so much more we can say about that. And I didn't even do that topic justice here, but first to the Jews, then it's going out into the Gentiles. You can kind of think of it as, and I think I've used this analogy before, but just like a a rock going into a pond where it's that ripple effect where it's from small there to the Gentile or to the Jewish people, that small nation of Israel, and it's going to expand out. And we are receiving that expansion of this kingdom. And so I'm going to end here in Romans at the end of Romans 11. And this is just appropriate. Paul is writing and trying to understand what I'm talking about right now. And he's, he's getting it and he's doing a way better job than I'm doing. But at the very end of Romans 11, he says this, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and untraceable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, who has been his counselor, and who has ever given to God that he should be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things, to him be the glory forever, amen. So we see this revelation 
brings out the praise. And so I hope that there is some small piece of revelation that you've received by listening to this and that it will cause you to break out in praise just like it did for Paul at the end of Romans 11. And so let's pray right now and praise God. So Lord, we thank you. We praise you for bringing salvation to all people. We thank you for coming Jesus as a first century Jewish man, Lord, and and, and teaching from there. And we as Gentiles and um, believers together, we get to receive what you have given. And so we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.